strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hey, 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 another Tuesday. It's 10 a.m. Eastern time. I just had my coffee and I'm ready for another Strategy Talks. If you're here with me, thank you so much for being here live. If you're watching on the replay, make sure you put hashtag replay in the comments so I know that and I can answer any questions you have. And if you're listening to the podcast, welcome to all of those who are listening. That's awesome. So this is episode four of Strategy Talks, and I have an amazing guest. I'm going to bring him on screen right now, and then I'm going to introduce you to him. Uh, He's waving at you right now, everybody. Um, So let me tell you a little bit about Tim Campbell Smith. He has the best bio I've ever read, so bear with me. Um, Tim Campbell Smith is so extroverted, he puts the social back in social media. Tim's love language is local restaurants, and Time Magazine describes him as someone we've literally never heard of. Tim's uh, having a passionate love affair with Pinterest, which I can relate to. Tim's dogs, Monster and Minnie, describe him as the world's greatest social media consultant and says he knows a lot about YouTube and gives us treats, which I love. And you know, we got to talk about dogs. I have three. So let's do that. Tim also felt obligated to share he's consulted for hundreds of businesses worldwide, published books in the areas of marketing and small business, and completed training with honors in both adult education and digital marketing management. I know you're Agile certified. He also now teaches at Fonshaw and Conestoga College. So welcome, Tim. Yay. That is really one of the best bios I have ever. I probably think the best bio I've ever read. I absolutely love it. I might need to hire you to write my bio. How about that? I thought about it for a second. (laughs) I think that would be good. So we're going to talk improving content with data analysis, right? Mm -hmm. So you call yourself a social media or digital strategist which digital marketing in the last year and a bit yeah i've branched out to do more broad stuff so digital really but i come from social okay so let's talk content what do we need what do we need data and how can data be fun because you know you're fun data is boring so i want to ask our audience actually uh one of the questions that i have put in the comments if data geeks you out or freaks you out? I thought that was a good question. So let us know, does it geek you out or does it freak you out? Tim, I'm assuming since we're talking data, it geeks you out. Yes, yes. You know what I love about data? one, I love seeing a transformation in people who don't love data right away, who it freaks them out. And then the second we get talking about it, seeing them geek out about it, the main way I see people move from freaked out to geeked out, that is gold, by the way. I'm going to use that. Totally. I Like, that could be a book. <laughs> right. From freaked out to geeked out. I'd buy, I'd buy that. Let me All know. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. That's a, I, I thought of that when we were talking about it because, you know, I've been, I'm that person. I used to be freaked out 
and now I'm geeked out. So yes. So so the main way that I find people start to geek out is when they realize that data can answer almost any of their questions. A lot of clients, a lot of folks I work with, you know, we start off by talking about their social media, their digital marketing, and there's a lot of I think this or I suspect. And I go and I remind them data will give you those answers. Any of your business and and not just your digital marketing questions, your business questions, your analytics, your data will give you the answers to those questions. And the second people start asking questions and seeing that they can get answers from their data, I'm like, oh, ding, 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 there's our winner. So I, that's what, you know why I love data. I love data. Okay, so Sarah's here, Emma's here. Sarah says, I feel a new marketing title is in the works, right? Yes. Sarah Monroe. Um, so let's talk content specifically, because I know there's data, you know, you talk about digital marketing, paid, email, there's so much data that we are looking for and that we know about, right? So we know about opening rates, we know about headline, we know about conversion, we know about that's data, digital marketing data. Yeah. Content is a little bit different. How yeah. can you improve your content? What kind of data do you need to do that, Tim? Let's get to start with that. Yeah. So you know what data I look for with my clients uh, and the folks I work with? We look for da um, data that shows what got us the most followers, what got us the most engagement, and what got us the best click-through. I, those are usually the starting points because that's what they're, th they're thinking about their followers, right? We're thinking about what's getting us followers. Mm -hmm. Sure. Followers, the easiest organic content can be an easy way to get new followers. But then also, then I'm here to say, well, we also need the engagement. We need the click through. We need the purchase, right? That's why we're in business, right? To make money. Um, and the data can tell us that. Most platforms will tell us that. I have to admit, the bane of my existence, and please anybody weigh in in the comments, Doreen, please weigh in, LinkedIn, the personal profile analytics, and some of the organic analytics on LinkedIn pages, not my favorite, no. kind of lacking. All the other platforms are giving you gold. But LinkedIn, it just, it breaks my heart. Uh, I, I know, but yet, LinkedIn personal profile gives it tells you the reach right there on each post. So yeah, it doesn't give you this fancy dashboard, but you kind of get instant feedback. Like, yeah, this one works really well. So yeah, if you're doing a data analysis with a client and you have to go to the personal profile and log in as them, or they have to ask them for the content, yeah, you know, because we are uh, we are able for those of you watching, we're able to schedule content for personal profiles as a social media manager through a tool, right? But we don't get the data because no. the data is for that person. So then I have to either ask my client, you know, can you get me the data or, you know, and ask for screenshots. But the cool thing about it is it's kind of instant. I look to see how many reactions I get, how much reach I have. And then you know, you can see who's seen your content because LinkedIn will tell you it's people from corporations or in this country. And, you know, they do tell you that. So mm -hmm. that is kind of, but I, I hear you about not having a dashboard and not being, 
you know, easy accessible on the data there for sure. As robust, yeah. yeah. But then I, and please build on this, Doreen, because you're the expert here. I love organic data though, and organic content data, because I use it to, with my clients, we use it to mitigate risk in our paid ads. We look at what posts, what content got us the most followers, got us the most click-throughs. So we're not just testing ads out of nowhere. We're taking content that we have the data to prove this worked put the money behind that, put that into email, and then we have less risk and we have more rewards faster. That's why I think everyone should be talking organic data these days. All right, so that's tip number one, and I totally agree. So you test things organically, you see mm -hmm. what people love, what they click on, what stops the scroll, what they react to, where you have conversations and engagement and whatever does best organically, mm -hmm. you pull that into an ad. Exactly. Brilliant. There it is. There it is. Yeah, because you know, and here is it. This is this is interesting because I know this is not the topic, but we talk about. I talk about this. Organic social media does and works better when you have a paid strategy, and a paid strategy obviously is going to work better when you have organic content on the page. If you were only running ad and there's nothing on the page that people can talk to you about, that doesn't work very well. So if you're a Facebook ad agency, you need to work with an organic specialist. If you're an organic specialist, you go and, and make sure you are connected to an awesome Facebook ad specialist who can you know, put ads out for your client, but then work together. So instead of just building an ad campaign where you with new assets and you don't know if the images work or if the content, the copy works, mm -hmm. look to the organic. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, Tim. Yes. It's exactly, and you know what, and to build on that, because I love that so much. I remember, I don't know, what, what would you say, maybe 2017, 2018, we still had people asking, should I focus on organic or should, or it was an either or question, should I focus on organic or should I focus on paid? Those days are gone. You, we need, uh, I would argue this tooth and nail, I would die on this hill. We need both organic and paid you wouldn't build a theme park with only extreme roller coasters you would have a couple gentle rides and a couple restaurants right we need to we need it all and the data from both can tell us because the the opposite is also true we've also seen where we ran ads we ran paid campaigns and things worked that we didn't expect would work and worked in ways we didn't think would work and right. we import it into our organic strategy. Way easier to put it in organic and to watch the data from organic. And you're not paying for that data, right? Like you are with, with paid. We need both. Right. No, that's that's a that's a really, really good point. And you know, market uh, consumers these days are pretty smart. And I don't know if you work like this, but if I get a really well targeted Facebook ads, and you let me know in the comments if this is you you go somewhere on Amazon or you, you see something or there's a targeted ad and I just bought something off a Facebook ad, $300 purchase, right? It was super, super targeted. But what I did before I bought, I clicked through to the Facebook page. I wanted to see what people were saying on the page, if they were engaging, if they were talking to people, if there were customer service issues, because I wasn't going to go give them my $300 if something was wrong and if I wasn't going to be able to reach them. So you need that organic presence. You need somebody to be there um, if you're going to sell something on Facebook. 
Yes, yes. I do that with services. I thought I was the only one who did that. If uh, if I'm looking for a service, I will go look at that. And I will actually look at reviews, which isn't even content. That's just pure social media strategy, making sure you're getting that social proof. You're talking to people. You're responding to them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what else can people do? We've got about 10 minutes left in this conversation. <laughs> How else can we improve content with data analysis? And let's talk a, a little bit more about the different platforms. You already said you don't love LinkedIn analysis for LinkedIn profiles. Um, where do you see a huge opportunity to improve content? Is that Instagram? Is that Facebook? Is that Pinterest? Where do you think, if somebody's just starting out, um, they're kind of spinning their wheels, they're putting out tons of content, they're not sure it's working, they want to improve their reach, their conversions, um, their engagement. Where should they start? What would you recommend? You know what? I wouldn't actually start with one platform. I would actually start by documenting it. This is the other thing I tell folks all the time. Document your data analysis. If you don't document it, literally pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, put it in a spreadsheet somewhere, you have nothing more than a gut feeling. You like, And that's what I love about data. You can't argue with data. If you got you know, 1,000, uh, reach of 1,000 and three comments, you had a small engagement rate, period. No way of arguing it. So start by documenting it. I don't know about y'all, put it in the comments. My favorite words in the world are free and cheap. So <laughs> I will set up an Excel spreadsheet or a Google spreadsheet, some kind of spreadsheet and document your analytics and document them on a frequent and scheduled basis. Once a week might be a little, some people might struggle to keep up with that frequency, but like once a month, no longer than every three months. If you're waiting every three months to measure your data, you're waiting too long. Um, that's not agile. That's not, I would argue that's not even fully effective, but document your data first. Okay. And then, go ahead. Go ahead. And then just go, pl whatever platforms you're on, I really start with like, what do you actually want to know? Measure that. Um Sometimes, and I mean, I did this too when I started really getting into data analysis. I just looked at data for the sake of looking at data because it was cool. And all, everybody who ever taught me anything about data analysis always reminded me, always have a business question. Always be in, in pursuit of something that supports the business. Okay. So, like, what are your followers worth? How often are you converting them? And then we're looking at follower count fit. We're looking at engagement rate. We're looking at click through. So platform to platform, measure what you really actually want to know is where we should start. That's awesome. We've got a couple of people here. I want to say hi to Adina Jipa. She is um, co-owner at a social insider, which is a data analytics tool, which I'm very familiar with and I love them. And if you ever do a, a social media audit or you, you know, which is looking <laughs> at your data uh, or you want to do competitors analysis, you know, looking at your data versus other people's data, um, that's a great tool. So sh shout out to Social Insider. Oh, can we can we also give a qu another quick shout out why I appreciate Social Insider so much right now? Go ahead. Social, actually, I saw it from you first, put out a report about Instagram, where counter to everything I had been taught and seen before, the report that said more conversions happen in stories than in newsfeed, had all of my clients start switching to try for conversions in stories worked like a charm and oh. showed us that because of that report from social insider so thanks social insider for that's awesome that's 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 amazing that's that's great so when we have a question 
from Iva. I'm going to put it up on the screen and then I'm going to read it because there's going to be some people here that might be listening to the podcast. Her question is, does the client get data for paid marketing in this uh, Facebook ad? I constantly get the sponsored ad of a local company searching new employees and people commented mocking them for searching all the time. And now this ad goes around with these comments. So that's interesting. Is that just a case of somebody not paying attention to their ads or having a, an ad go wild and, and they're not looking at it? Yeah, that's, um, I recently uh, was looking at social media campaigns and the way companies like handle their social. Uh, I can't help but wonder if this company is adopting, I don't, I do not agree with the logic of this, but I'm open to feedback. Companies will not respond on social media. Pepsi, for the longest time, would not respond to people on Twitter uh, and on their social media unless they absolutely had to. I don't know why. I'm wondering if this company is kind of like following suit with that. Um, I'm wondering or- if they just don't have a customer service rep or a, a, a community manager who looks at looks at these comments. I mean, if you're running ads and you're not monitoring what's being said, that's part of the analysis, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? Iva touches on something um, that I really want to highlight. When it comes to like showing our data and how we talk about it, I think it's always important in your reports. I think there should be some source data so you can say like, here's the actual data on reach, on spend, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But then you should have something like, high level highlights that includes like affect. So you should be able to hand someone a report on this ad on the job posting, for example, and say, we're getting a lot of comments and they're negative. We should do something about this. The data tells us this, the insights tell us this, and it's right in front of us. There's a negative affect here. We should deal with this. That's Um, awesome. So Adina says, thanks for sharing the story about Social Insider. And I have a question for you, Tim. Yeah. And that relates to this. Mm -hmm. So um, let me take this off the screen. So you said you read a case study from Social Insiders about this data. This was a big, you know, Social Insiders takes... 50,000, 100,000 posts. They analyze a huge chunk of data. You then went and applied this to every single client you shared. Is that smart? Is that something that we all should do? Is that something that you tested with your own? Or you're like, it's proven, this was a case study, you know, like, and we're just going to try it? Or did you think, it's worth a try. I'm going to do that with every client. It's basically a mini case study that you're doing, right? Um, and then how long was the experiment and, and how fast did you see results? I just wanted to kind of come back to that because I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So in my case, I started small. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, and y'all, if anybody on this watching or listening doesn't know what agile methodology is, talk to Doreen. She's the expert. But I kind of went agile with it. So I tested it on myself first by trying to get people to sign up for a free event. And that worked. Then uh, I did present it to clients, but I told them, I said, I want you to know this is kind of experimental. I don't, and I have to admit, at the time, I didn't really know much about Social Insider. So I said, but there's this data that's kind of countercultural to what we believe about Instagram and ways we've been doing Instagram. And I think we should try something new to see if if there's credit. And a couple clients said yes, a couple said no, I don't want to try something experimental. 
the experiments went well. And then I then I went was able to go back to everybody else, the ones who said no, the ones who were on the fence and said, look, now we've done this on a few different accounts. Let's try it. Uh, so the whole process took about three to four weeks. Um, that's a that's a short that's a short process. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you know. I'm not. We're not talking about Dell today, but we're definitely we're coming back to that at some point. You're going to come back and we talk about it. But it's making small changes in a fast, you know, and paced environment to improve, right? Small iterative improvements um, in data, in in content, for example, based on data that you get, and then you make small small tweaks. Sometimes as much as every day. You know, if you're in, if you're running a paid ad campaign. Um, and you have six versions or 10 versions of an ad running for Black Friday, and only one is doing really well, why are you spending money on six ones? Turn all the other ones off and make the one that runs the best. Put all your money behind that one, right? That's improving the content with the data analysis. So um, I love that. Tim, we just only got like a minute or two left. What else can you tell us? What else have you experimented with? What was another cool tip? If you have anything left, we would love to know because this has been a great conversation. Yeah, for anybody who converts and converts most often like not on social media, and I know this isn't quite social media, quite content, but it is connected to content. Make sure you have external platforms that aren't social media connected to your data analysis, maybe like Google Analytics or any other any others from websites. Social media analytics will tell you what's going on in the social media platform and when people leave. Google Analytics and Web Analytics will tell you when they arrive and what happens on the website. So combining uh, data sources, combining data sets usually gives us better analysis, better data, uh, and more insights. So where possible, make sure that you're not just relying on the social media. Use your web tools, things like Google Analytics as well and in conjunction. All right, that's a great place to leave it because we didn't get to that, but it's very important, especially if you're creating content like blog content um, or putting videos on your website. You want to know exactly what videos people go to, how long they watch. You want to know what blogs do well, what were the headlines, how long did they stay, did they click through while they were in the blog, and what did they go see, did they go to your event, did they buy a product, right? You need all of that data. Um, and then you can also find out with your Google Analytics how people arrived on your website, correct? Yes, yes. Um and the other, my favorite to plant the seed in everyone's ear is I love the behavior tree and actually seeing like, what is the typical flow of behaviors? What pay, uh, and you can see that visually. Oh, that is fascinating. And once I teach, usually when I teach my clients it, they they love it too. So they love it as well. That's great. Okay. I've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. You ready before we right. leave? All right. Video so, meetings or in-person meetings? In-person. Okay, visual learner or verbal learner? Visual. Group feedback or one-on-one -on -one feedback? Ooh, one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, awesome. That was great. So um, <laughs> if you have any questions about improving your content with data analysis, Tim, I'm going to put your banner up so people can connect with you on LinkedIn. Where else are you active, most active on social media if they want to connect with you? Because guys, if you're watching this, whether you're live or on the replay, Tim is amazing. He and I met by accident in a Facebook group, sort of. Um, he reached out and it's been an amazing, uh, fun relationship. At some point, sometime, we are going to meet um, in real life, but I feel like I already know you. So that's really cool. Where can people meet you? 
Yeah, I'm also super active on Instagram at Tim Campbell SMS and on my YouTube channel at uh, Tim Campbell SMS, Tim Campbell's strategist. All right, awesome. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Um, I will be back next week with Maria Ganta, who is with Social Insider. Um, so we're going to talk um, about how to start a podcast, which is, you know, I just started one, right? So uh, she's going to give us some insights. She started a podcast last year for Social Insiders. So um, that should be a great conversation. Tim, uh, I always love talking with you. This was amazing. Um, and thank you so much for listening. If you were here uh, listening to the podcast, uh, I'll be back. There should be more, uh, more episodes to listen to for sure. And um, thank you, Tim, to, you know, for, for letting us geek out a little bit with this data and making it sound fun, right, on, on figuring out what content uh, works for ourselves and for our clients. So I really appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you for those who were here live. And thank you for those who are watching on the replay and are listening. Thank you so much. And I will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks, friends.